I need you to help me, Dave. You need to teach me how to skate. Tyler tried last year, but it ended up with just a lot of laughing at me and taking videos of me falling. Well, that's the blind leading the blind. <laughs> and I'm actually half blind, so I mean, not you're going to do any better with me. This show is being broadcast on Treaty 1 territory, the traditional territory of Anishinaabe, Cree, OG Cree, Dakota, and Dene peoples, and on the homeland of the Métis Nation. Energy 106 presents the Wheeler in the Morning podcast with Jasmine Lane and Tyler Carr. Oh, it's weird not having Baileys in my cup. <laughs> I mean, you could still do that. I won't tell. No, I only do that over the holidays. It's all that, that's solely a Christmas thing. Back to bitter black coffee. I was going to say a lot of sugar in the morning. No, no goodness, no. Oh, you mean for the Baileys? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And booze. Yeah. And booze. Don't yeah. forget the two most important food groups. <laughs> uh, welcome to the program. It's a Tuesday edition short work week here on Wheeler in the Morning with Jasmine Lane and Tyler Carr. Tyler Carr has extended his... New Year's Eve celebrations. He'll return on Thursday. So just Jasmine Lane and myself coming up here this morning. Coming up on the show, going to have all the details about the DeMar Hamlin situation. Not sure if that popped up in your newsfeed at all, but we'll give you all the details coming up on what happened in Monday Night Football last night. Music news you can use for the early morning crowd. Tear away, get the Tearaway-A-Day calendar. Our brand new Tearaway-A-Day calendar. Thick. Wait, what with Jasmine Lane? All that and a whole lot more. Early morning crowd, we start right now. The weekend who uh, seems to have attached himself to a pretty popular franchise. Which one? What? Only your favorite movie, Avatar. That's oh, good. that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, that. You know what? Do me a favor. Put some Baileys in your coffee and catch up, okay? <laughs> I might need to. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So over the weekend, I, th- I think I first realized this on... Saturday or Sunday, which was really bad timing because nothing's open Saturday or Sunday. But I'm at the mall, found some things I liked, go to the till, open my wallet to see that my debit card is not there, which is like one of the most stressful, overwhelming feelings of all time. So, you know, I'm like kind of starting to cold sweat at this point because it's like, where is my debit card? I always put it directly back in my wallet. Where could it have fallen out? But I had my credit card on me, so I just paid with that, went to my car, and I'm like rolling my seats back and forth trying to see if maybe the last time I got a coffee or something and my card slipped out of my wallet somewhere. My card is gone. I have absolutely no idea where it is at all. It's completely gone. Um, But I was thinking, so there's actually been no purchases on my card since my morning coffee at 4.30 a.m. on Friday, which is good. But here's an idea. These cards are already chipped. Why can't there be a function on the apps, which we already have access to, to have like a little card tracker in it? But you can track it. That's the whole idea. That's the whole idea with that chip technology through the late 2000s and early 10s, mostly through the 10s. Uh, If you look at that little chip in your card, it's on your um, MasterCard. It's on your credit card. It's on your debit card. It's actually on your passport, and there's one on your vehicle as well. And the idea was that they'd be able to triangulate you at any point under the guise of safety if somebody was ever kidnapped or whatever. But um, that technology quickly got old. They still use it solely for the benefit of being able to digitally uh, make a purchase uh, through these um, uh, the taps and whatnot. You're, you're not able to tap if you don't have the chip. But, uh, yeah, they, they can. They like, just don't want you to have that option. Why can't I go to the bank, though, and be like, hey, I lost my debit card, and then I pull up my info. They're like, oh, it's sitting in the parking lot at this address. And I'm like, okay. No, well, and then I can they, go what, there and dig through the snow. No, what they'll do is they'll say, here was the last transaction. They'll be able to track it that way. Uh, and I'm sure they that. could. They just, uh, you know, they'd rather just 
Say, no, just get a new card. How Listen, much is it you, to you, get a new no, card? No, no, you actually, that's free. You oh, actually okay. did yourself a favor. I mean, look at it this way. You just did all your spending over the holidays. And January, February, you're going to have to be paying everything off. So you did yourself a huge favor by taking away your ability to spend. I wouldn't even get a new card. Just <laughs> leave. No, seriously. Why even bother? You know, I will say it did come in handy because I went to uh, Home Depot with the man the other day. And uh, when it came out to check out, uh, I I instinct- instinctively just went to go pay. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> honey, I don't have my card. You have to get this one. <laughs> so that was kind of nice. <laughs> Wait a sec. You're at Home Depot with your boyfriend and you instinct- instinctively go to it's pay? Just, it's just my thing. I don't know. I ah. usually go shopping alone. So I usually am just like, oh, da, 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 and I always scan things through. And so as the scanner, I just it's just like natural instinct to just, oh, here's my wallet. Di- oh, yeah, I don't can't. believe it for a second. <laughs> don't believe you for a second. All right. Listen, uh, Den- uh, Damar Hamlin had a pretty scary incident happen in Monday Night Football last night. We'll tell you about that coming up in the next 20. And just because Christmas is over doesn't mean we have more. We don't have any more gifts left to open. Our brand new Tear Away A Day calendar is coming up next. Hang on. All right. Before we get into the brand new Tear Away A Day calendar, we must finish off last year's Tear Away A Day calendar, shall we? Uh, for Friday, December. This is a Christmas gift courtesy of Mama Carr up there in Swan River, Manitoba. For Friday, December 30th, 2022. Zombies eat brains, so you're safe. <laughs> For Saturday and Sunday, December 31st and January 1st. Oh, we got December a bonus. December 31st of last year, January 1st of this year. Think I am sarcastic? Watch me pretend to care. That's not very And nice. I was so excited to unbox our brand new one, but you guys already opened it up last week and read out the entire first week, so who even cares? We ca- You have to tell the people, Dave. No, they've already heard it. You guys read them out already, so what's the point? It's Tyler's idea. This is kind of a bonus, actually. Uh, so this is our brand new one, and they, as much as the old one included January 1st, the old one includes Saturday, December 31st. So December 31st from last year and for Sunday. I like this, too. They're also doubling up on the weekends. And for Sunday, January 1st, 2023. I can't believe it's been a year since I didn't become a better person. <laughs> for yesterday... Monday, January 2nd, 2023. Love is like a fart. If you have to force it, it's probably just crap. That is so true. And for today, Tuesday, January 3rd, 2023. I like my coffee how I like myself. Dark, bitter, and too hot for you. (laughs) There you are, ladies and gentlemen. Much more sauciness and sarcasm coming up on our Tearaway A Day calendar. All the details on uh, the horrible event that happened in the NFL yesterday. Uh, we'll tell you about that coming up in the sports feed. Jasmine Lane has the news feed, but we got time to do this. Wait, what? Wheeler in the morning with Jasmine Lane and Tyler Carr. Wait, what? So, Warner Bros., they've been making an insane amount of cuts lately, and not even just under the... It's just the entire umbrella. All of their subsequent companies have been dropping shows left, right, and center. And now... Right under our noses, they removed over 200 episodes of Looney Tunes. And here's where I draw a line. Because the whole point of a streaming service and that particular company having the rights to a certain brand, franchise, whatever... Is, is that we have access to it all. So, like, are they just going to start picking and choosing what we pay to have access to now, including removing some episodes here and there for whatever reason? Yeah, that's the idea. I don't like they, it. They kind of run the 
business, so they dictate how they want to feed you information. But, like, Warner merged with Discovery, so everybody's like, oh, sweet, Discovery Plus and Warner merges. We're going to get all this new content. Content. We haven't gotten any new content. All we've gotten is things being deleted, and I just, like, they also took away the Time Traveler's Wife and Finding Magic Mike, which I'm not okay with. Is that only in Canada, or do they do that in the U.S., too? I believe they did that, like, throughout all of their platforms, like, worldwide. And they're they're hooked up with HBO Max, correct? Yeah. Hmm. What the heck? What the heck? And you know what? If they have something really good in stores to explain the meaning of all of us of this, they they need to announce it soon because I'm you're taking away my Looney Tunes, my Magic Mike, a Time Traveler's Wife, the only movie I've ever cried at. When was the last time you watched it? Probably ten years ago, but still, yeah, they, it's a memory. When was the last time you watched an episode of Looney Tunes? When I was five, but still. Right. Because I want it there just in case. (sighs) I don't know what's happening at Warner Bros. I'm excited. I'm scared. I don't know. Why? They're taking away stuff you're not watching. If you were watching it, maybe they'd leave it on. Maybe since you're not watching it, they're taking it off. Maybe some people are watching it. No. (sighs) Obviously not. You're telling me that people are not watching Magic Did you watch it? No, but there's people who do. How do you know? Talk. If there's anyone who has watched Looney Tunes, if there's anyone that's watched Looney Tunes, call in now. (laughs) See, no one's calling. Good for you, Warner Brothers. Well played. Wow. Wow. This is the news feed. Wheeler in the morning with Jasmine Lane and Tyler Carr. Well, we might just have our new James Bond. Also, Avatar has officially killed Harry Potter. Find out more on that right after this. First, a new little village is coming to Lockport, a first of its kind. Ice Fishing Village will be open for business soon and give fisher people regularly maintained plowed roads to their ice shacks along the river. In past years, due to the amount of snow, it has been difficult for people to set up or when they do, either not being able to leave or get back to it, depending on where the snow blows and how much we get. But thanks to this community initiative, that's going to be a thing of the past. They'll also have a fully lit up area for 20 six shack spots, garbages, public Wi-Fi, and even a skating rink for families to enjoy. Avatar The Way of Water has officially knocked off Harry Potter from the all-time worldwide top 15 list in box office numbers. It's now made over $1.4 billion. Emily and Pat. Yeah, right? Uh, Emily and Paris star Lucien Leviscount. How do you say that in French? Uh, Lucien Lavigant. Beautiful. Might have some major career news. You're serious about things I like. Oh, really? Hmm. Like what? Like you. Yeah, moving on from Paris uh, and into the world of James Bond, or at least that's what insider reports are saying. Hang on a sec, hang on a sec. The third season of Emily in Paris, great cliffhanger. Yeah. Okay. Great. You haven't watched it? (laughs) I haven't. No, I'm only on season two. (laughs) I liked the season one ending. That was good. Okay, okay. Well, he's going to be moving on from Paris and possibly into the world of James Bond. At least that's what reports are saying. According to multiple sources, his acting in Emily in Paris as her love interest is what made the team behind Bond interested in him. They also added that his looks would make him very fitting for the role. Nah, it's gonna go to Henry Cavill. Yeah, that. Well, I, what else is he doing now? Really, he has one movie coming out, I think, that is in this, in this year. And then, other than yeah. that, the only problem is that he was in Mission Impossible, 
and he was Superman, but I think he would have to drop a lot of muscle and a lot of weight. He's got a little look, look a little more suave. Now keep in mind Daniel Craig was only five foot ten, but Roger Moore was six one, and that's where Henry Cavill stands as a six mm. foot one. So he's got to drop some weight. As it stands right now, too big to be a bond. Well, you know, he can stop pumping iron at the gym. That's doable. Monday night football last night. Whether you were watching or not, you likely heard what happened to Damar Hamlin of the Buffalo Bills. About nine minutes into the game, and the Bengals were leading 7-3. T. Higgins runs up the field from about the 40-yard line, drops his shoulder into DeMar Hamlin. Both players hit the turf. Seems pretty normal in a game of football, right? DeMar Hamlin is the one who was in on that stop on T. Higgins. And then he got up and just went right back down to the ground. Not what any of us want to see, and everybody's around him, and just hope that he's going to be okay. Medical teams from both sides of the field rushed to the aid of Hamlin and started performing CPR right away before bringing out the defibrillator. Oh, no. Hamlin was ambulanced out of the stadium. Looks like Sean McDermott, after talking to Zach Taylor, is going to pull his team the off game the has field. Been temporarily suspended. Word from NFL HQ in New York is that because the injury was life threatening, they wanted to give both teams a what? chance to regroup in the locker room. When Hamlin was ushered into the hospital, he was in critical condition, and the league pulled the plug on the game and postponed it until further notice. Now, news outlets quick to jump on the story, as it is quite horrific when some offering, you know, it's horrific to see. So a lot yeah. of them are offering speculation on what happened, because because when he got back up, he fell straight back and hit his head. Oh. People were speculating, like, oh, it was a concussion. But former NFL team doctor named Dr. David Chow explained that's not necessarily the case former NFL head team position and in the initial you're right it looked fairly routine a routine hit clearly was something related to his heart it wasn't the concussion thing so I did a little further digging and I went to a web MD not the web MD but a sports medicine doctor by the name of Dr. Brian Sutterer who had analysis on his YouTube channel of exactly what happened this is almost certainly something called commotio cordis, an extremely, extremely rare condition that's one of those things that we typically only think we're going to read about in textbooks. Essentially what can happen is if you have a blunt trauma to the chest that occurs at exactly the right time in the cardiac electrical cycle, your heart can be sent into cardiac arrest. As Hamlin comes in here, we can see this square hit to the front of his chest. We see him get back up momentarily before ultimately collapsing back down to the ground and requiring CPR on the field. Now, as of last check, Hamlin is on a breathing tube and remains in oh. critical condition. Dr. Anthony Cardillo told CNN the next 12 to 24 hours are critical, and it depends on how long he was in cardiac arrest. The medical staff at the hospital will start weaning him off the ventilator over the next 12 hours to see if he can breathe on his own. No word from the league on when they plan on resuming that game. So so just to clarify, so not concussion, cardiac arrest. Well, listen, the way he fell, he likely had a concussion on yeah. top of it. But the main issue here is cardiac arrest. Oh, my gosh couple takeaways from the NFL this weekend outside of that game include Tom Brady, uh, Tom Brady staying on top of the NFC South with the win. Eagles are on a two-game slide with the Cowboys hot on their heels. 49ers are on a nine-game winning streak after a field goal win over the Raiders. Vikings got absolutely smashed by the Packers, who are now tied with the Lions in the NFC North. Last week of the regular season in the National Football League is this weekend with both Saturday and Sunday games. Next hour, we'll talk a little World Junior Hockey Championships from Halifax, Nova Scotia. 
music news you can use with Dave Wheeler. For January 3rd, 2023. Blackpink's Jisoo has seemingly confirmed that her long-awaited debut solo album will be released this year. The last member of the girl group to go solo. Jisoo has long teased a solo venture, revealing at the start of last year that she was going to record an album in 2022. Further into 2022, though, she said that she's not sure how much she wanted to go solo yet, explaining that she had not formed a picture of what a solo music career would look like for her. Now answering questions on Weverse to end 2022, Jisoo appeared to confirm that the album would arrive this year. She wrote, quote, Please wait for Jisoo's solo album in 2023. Jenny was the first Blackpink member to go solo with the single Solo in 2018. This was followed by members Rosé and Lisa in 2021 with the releases of La Lisa and R. Paris Hilton has shared a new version of her 2000s hit Stars Are Blind. The TV personality and singer who released her only album to date, Paris, back in 2006, has welcomed 2023 with a refresh of her top 20 U.S. single. Have a listen. Paris Hilton also performed Stars Are Blind at Miley Cyrus's New Year's Eve party with Cyrus and Sia. It follows on Paris Hilton teasing a something hashtag that's hot for several days and is the first taste of brand new music that's on the way this year. I came in like a and finally, speaking of Miley Cyrus, she and her godmother Dolly Parton mashed up Wrecking Ball and I Will Always Love You at the star-studded New Year's Eve party. Have a listen. Don't you ever say I just walked away. I will always love you. Miley Cyrus co-hosted Miley's New Year's Eve party with Dolly Parton, with whom she also performed a number of songs, including another Parton classic, Jolene, as well as Joan Jett's I Love Rock and Roll and Patsy Cline's Walking After Midnight. That's music news you can use for January 3rd, 2023. For more music news, subscribe to the daily music news you can use podcast. I'm Dave Wheeler. Wheeler in the morning. That's hot. <laughs> Exactly what the world didn't need is new Paris Hilton music. So we get old Paris Hilton music to tease new Paris Hilton yeah, music. It was interesting how they nice. did that. There was a lot of people upset about it online, too, about like her being overshadowed and blah, blah, blah. Speaking of that's hot. Now, you know, I'm not a fan of reality television, but this was a train wreck I wasn't able to avoid a couple of years ago when this show called Too Hot to Handle came out. The idea is... They get a whole bunch of hot, young 20-somethings all on an island together thinking they're going to be on some crazy love reality show. And they go, oh, yeah, by the way, the way to get money is to not hook up with each other for the entire length of the show. And every time you do, we're taking money off the uh, off the jackpot. So the concept at first was was funny. And I'll be honest with you, it was not hard watching a show with a bunch of hard-bodied individuals 
Um, <laughs> and so got through the first season, and I was like, all right, that was garbage, but fairly entertaining. And then for, when season two came out, I'm like, who would be dumb enough to fall for this? But they managed to fool a whole bunch of people mm-hmm. into thinking that they were going again on a big love show. And when they reveal that, hey, you're not too hot to handle, they all freaked out. So season three dropped over the holidays. And I thought, okay, I got to make a commitment right now. I'm not going to watch the whole season. I just have to watch the first couple of episodes to see how they managed to dupe these beautiful, dumb people into being on this show. They went all out. They went all out. They got Mario Lopez. Um, they had the new name for the show. They said, okay, we're going to take you to this airfield. There's going to be a jet. And then we've got an extreme sports figure that's about to come out and tell you what your challenge is going to wow. be. And they're all excited. And then all of a sudden this limo pulls up and the artificial intelligence pod that basically runs the island while they're on the show pops up. And all of them were just losing their minds. They were like, no, <laughs> no. Exactly how for. can they look at each other and not think that though? Like, yes. Um, so, and so I went, all right, that's all I need. Click moving on. To you something. didn't watch it. No, I, like oh, I said, I, I, I made, I made a commitment and I said, I just got to see how dumb these people are, why they, how they managed to fall for it. And Mario Lopez has not been in the show ever since, but the, he was hired for like the first and second episode just to rope these dummies in. Oh, that's totally funny. worth it. That, it is very true, though, that they actually do not know at all what the show is about. Um, Obi from season two, I believe, uh, he is actually from Winnipeg. He lives in Toronto now, but um, he did a hometown tour when he was here after the show was done filming, and I had a chance to uh, interview him for that. And it was shocking to me because I was, I said like off camera, I was like, "Come on." You had to know. And he's like, we we did not know. We don't well, know. I guess the thing is, there's so many dumb reality pitches and everyone's trying to shoot a pilot out there that I can imagine that, you know, you, hey, you made the cut for this show and you're probably not thinking, am I going to be on two at the handle? Yeah. So, and again, young, dumb, good looking. I get it. <laughs> uh, so I, I scrapped that one and I went on to a show that I actually am a little more comfortable saying that no, no like uh, to me this isn't a reality show it's more of a digital survivor it's a show on netflix called the circle and they just released their new season now the idea of this one is they put a whole bunch of people in an apartment block and the only way they're able to communicate with each other is from their internal social media called the circle and they are either allowed to set up their profile as themselves they can lie about themselves or they can go in as a complete catfish going into somebody else. And Netflix has always been famous for dropping all their episodes at once in comparison to Disney Plus, which is like a weekly thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, Netflix has actually kind of done a little bit of both. They dropped their first five episodes, uh, first four episodes. They're dropping another four episodes. They're dropping another four episodes and then the finale. So they're kind of like splitting it up into multiple parts in the season, which I think is a good idea because uh, it got me hooked on the first four. Again, the strategy is the same, but they're really good about manipulating the game and making it a little bit different and throwing in some wrenches here and there. So that that one I do enjoy, um, and I will be watching that one all the way to the end. I won't spoil anything for you, but there's some pretty good characters on the show this year. Uh, speaking of Netflix, this one's interesting. I know you and Tyler are both huge fans of Wednesday. Yep. Wednesday, season two has been greenlit, but Netflix might not be getting it. Ooh, what? Where now, would they now, go? Now, keep in mind that Stranger Things has the record, uh, had the record with 335 million hours of watch time, right? Their season four. Mm-hmm. Wednesday racked up 341 hours of viewing worldwide in its opening week. 
Okay. It's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. So Stranger Things owns the overall record, but as far as the first week, uh, that one is owned by Wednesday now. So the team, with the recent pur- purchase of the show's studio, the, the, the studio that actually made the show, it wasn't Netflix, it was uh, MGM. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. So Amazon bought MGM. Oh, yeah. Right? So Netflix may lose the rights to the show for any potential second season. Now, according to a report that Amazon's MGM deal doesn't automatically ensure that all content from the producer becomes exclusive to Amazon Prime Video, so Netflix may still yet return the rights, but it could be flipping over. Could be flipping over to Amazon Prime. That would be weird. It's weird to me that Netflix wouldn't have something, but also Netflix is uh, notorious for kind of, I'll say, grab-and-go television where they have these really good ideas. They put out one season. not They have ideas for a second or a third, but nothing set in stone, and then, and then it'll get dropped or it'll continue or whatever. So for them to not have something, thinking that Netflix, or sorry, that Wednesday would be a huge hit, isn't terribly shocking given their business model, but uh, to Amazon, that whoa, actually, that's interesting because man, Netflix and Amazon are fighting right now. Because if you think about it, too, all of the guys from um, Haunting of Hill House, Bly Manor, Midnight, whatever that show is called, Midnight Mass, those guys also just signed over to Amazon Prime Video. So Netflix lost them, and then to also lose Wednesday. And more possibly with that with that merge, that's ooh. Because of the holidays, I managed to get a few other shows in uh, over on Disney Plus. My family and I watched. Um, oh, my, my wife and I crushed season three of Emily in Paris. I mentioned that yeah. earlier. But over on Disney Plus, we've been watching that Willow series, uh, which is the direct continuation from the uh, from the eighties movie. And another one that I started watching, I watched it, and Disney's dropping this week by week, but I started watching it with the kids. Do you remember the Nicolas Cage series, National Treasure? Yes. Okay, so they did two movies with that one. He steals the Declaration of Independence. It has to do with uh, you know Masons and has to do with the FBI and hidden secrets. And basically, it's a treasure hunting movie. So they've kind of extended this one. They brought Harvey Keitel back, and it's a bunch of young twenty somethings, four friends, and they have one of them who is a very smart. The whole thing starts off with them in an escape room, and it shows very quickly she's able to put things together and solve maps. And so we get to follow her and her friends on a treasure hunting adventure with Catherine Zeta-Jones playing the uh, the antagonist in this. And I'll be honest with you, I enjoy it. The kids enjoy it. I didn't think they'd be able to hold it up without Nicolas Cage there, but they tell a good story. There's good music behind it. So, yeah, if you're looking for a good treasure hunting uh, series, I would recommend National Treasure, Edge of uh, Edge of History. That And is, is it one season that they have right now on Disney Plus? They haven't even finished the first season. Oh, they, okay. They, 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 they drop it every Wednesday, and they're only five episodes in. Ah, did you guys binge all five? Uh, no, we started watching them as as they've been coming out. Oh, so we get a okay. new episode this week. Yeah, oh. yeah. No, the, the boys are really enjoying it. So yeah, I'd highly recommend that one. What do you? What did you binge on? Anything that we're missing? I know you guys are trying to get me on this White Lotus thing. Oh, uh, you Tyler gotta even, do. Tyler even stole one of his uh, friend's accounts who was borrowing it from a friend who got it online from another friend (laughs) who lent it to me. So I don't know how many people are using this account, but that could be on the list. Uh, Speaking of Amazon Prime, my wife and I still want to go back and watch Yellowstone because I hear 1923 and 1823 are both unbelievable. So we got to catch up on that. But what are you watching? What have we missed? Call the loud line. 204-478-8040. 204-478-8040. It's brought to you by Ski Collision and Glass, and we'll get to those phone calls coming up after 7 o'clock. Don't go anywhere. 
Energy 106 presents The Loud Line. Leave a message for Wheeler, Jasmine, and Tyler. Call 204-478-8040. 204-478-8040. Wheeler in the morning. Weekdays on Energy 106. Good morning. Morning. Happy New Year. Yeah. Hope you guys had a safe and happy holidays and New Year. I just wanted to check in and say hi. I had a great New Year's. I have no New Year's resolutions. It's another day, apparently, because I went to bed at 8 p.m. Nice. On New Year's Eve. So that was fun. But anyways, hope you guys have a great week. It's a short week. Enjoy. Happy New Year, everybody. Tell me you're old without telling me you're old. Went to bed at 8 p.m. on New Year's Eve. I mean, that sounds awesome. Wake up. Nice and refreshed. Uh, we got this call from... Uh, on any other night, sure. <laughs> I went to bed, I think, at like 9.30 on New Year's Eve. It was great. How old are you? I'm uh, 26 going on 86. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Hey, guys. Uh, it's Dustin giving you a show. You guys probably heard a lot from me. I always call. Love listening to you guys. Love the crew. Wanted to give you guys a big thank you for uh, feeding me and... Uh, the crew that I work with at the pharmacy here at Brothers Pharmacy. Uh, we just uh, ordered up some pizza from Pizza Hotline, and uh, we got some three extra larges rocking here, and we got a bunch of happy people. So wanted to spread the love. Wish you guys a big happy new year, and uh, thank you guys for being you. You guys are absolutely amazing. Later, guys. Yeah. Let, let, me, let me give you a uh, quick suggestion here. I want you guys to start a trend. I want you to start a trend, and I want to see if this catches on. Do me a favor and spell your pharmacy with an F. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. Paharmacy. I need to go to the Paharmacy. I don't it sounds nicer. I like it. I don't the English language is uh is something special. Um okay, when we have this call from two of our faves. Hi, it's Maddie and Luke. Um uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's it? That's it. <laughs> Thanks, Maddie and Luke. Yeah. Great giggles. Great giggles. <laughs> Of course, you can call the loud line about quite literally anything. Here's the number. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Yeah, we are into the officially, officially the most oppressive part of the year. Ah! Why is that? You never heard this? No. It's January. There's nothing to look forward to. We don't get a uh, day off for a, oh, you know yeah. six weeks as far as long weekends. The holidays are done. You got bills piling in. It's the darkest part of the entire year. That's barren, it's coldest, barren wasteland as far as things to look forward to. Hey, and people get depressed. But the good news is you got us. Hey, hey, We're hey. going to get you through this. We're going to stick together. We're going to hold hands. We're going to sing Kumbaya and laugh our asses off. Don't you dare say the coldest because in Winnipeg this week, the average high is minus nine. Yeah, which is nice. But I mean, uh, yeah. I'm talking about the entire month and end yeah. of February. Yeah, yeah. It's All cool. right. So did you catch any movies while you were on the vacay? Movies, movies, movies. Um, no. Like Avatar, like Avatar, the no. one you've been talking about for months and months and months. Like, I can't wait. I'm so excited. This is going to be the greatest. Apparently, it is the greatest. Knocked off Harry Potter, which is incredible. But no, I don't. I want to watch Avatar, but I don't know that I can hold my bladder for that long. So I'm. Mm, I just don't know if that's a good idea. Well, let's go for a pee in between. Then I'll miss say, something important. It's well, not like I can you- say, "Hey, Google, pause." In the movie theater. Right. So when you go back to the seat, you lean over to whoever you're with and say, what did I miss? They'll say, say, it's too hard to explain. Just sit down and shut up. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Either that or uh, just make sure you go into a little bit of training. You dehydrate yourself uh, throughout a period of time and then you have water that you drink 
very, very not graciously, just, you know, in increments, yes. smallly, so you can make it through the three-and-a-half-hour juggernaut. But I heard it is a good film. Uh, if you want to go see a movie, we would like to send you to one right now. Landmark Cinemas Tickets and Treats, which means we'll give you tickets to a movie, some popcorn and a drink as well. 204-452-1061 is the telephone number to call. We're going to play um uh oh which is a game that we play we're going to put 30 seconds on the clock and we're going to uh, give you a topic to talk about live on the radio and if you can get through 30 seconds without saying um uh or oh which are transitional words that we use in the english language then we're going to hook you up with uh, tickets and treats to landmark cinemas let's go to the first caller there 204-452-1061 what's your name on the phone marcel marcel talk about January bills from Christmas for 30 seconds without saying, um, uh, oh, go. They just keep piling up no matter what. You've never got the money for them. There is just so many hours you can work, and they just keep coming at you. They just keep putting you in debt no matter what. You keep trying to go at it, and uh, they just I heard keep coming. Uh, yeah. nope. You may have said an, an ah there, my friend. Yeah. That's the rules. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Well, goodbye, Marcel. Hello, caller. You're on the line. Good morning. 30 seconds on the clock. Jasmine Lane's going to give you a topic. You have 30 seconds to talk about your favorite Christmas present this year. Go. Uh, arcade. Okay. <laughs> no ums, ahs, or ohs. Thought we were pretty oh. clear on that one. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was yeah. fast. That one, that one, neither. <laughs> Hi there. Okay, thirty Dave. seconds. Thirty seconds on the clock. Talk about driving on icy roads. Go. Okay. Well, the one thing you need to do when you're driving an icy road is drive to the conditions. If it is really windy, you want to slow down a little bit. Make sure there's nobody in the lane beside you in case you start getting blown. If it's super snowy, slow down a little more. Give yourself some space between the car in front of you. And make sure you got lots of room from that car behind you in case you got to slam on those brakes. Make sure if you're driving standard to don't lock up your brakes. You want to gently press on the pedal. You want to be nice and smooth. Lastly, if you're coming to a red light, you'll always want to make sure if you're turning into the left-hand lane, there is no oncoming traffic. That is very, He's way very yeah, I know, I, I know. I just, I just yeah, wanted, yeah. <laughs> I really just wanted you to keep talking because you're doing such a good job. did it. You did it. 30 seconds without saying um, R-O. Good for you. Hang on the line. We'll grab some details from you off the air. You are officially off to Landmark Cinemas. You have tickets and treats to Landmark Cinemas. We'll have more to give away tomorrow morning. World Junior Hockey Championships happening in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Quarterfinal action. We'll tell you how the Canadians did going into overtime. All that coming up next year on Wheeler in the Morning with Jasmine Lane and Tyler Carr. Stick around. This, this is the news feed. Wheeler in the Morning with Jasmine Lane and Tyler Carr. Britney Spears is making a big change back to her old life. Also, why you're going to want to watch the you upcoming... back and do a conservatorship? <laughs> no. You'll find out all the details. But uh, you know what? Honestly, there is something to speculate about that. We'll get into it, though. That's coming up. Uh, and also, the new Conjuring movie that's coming out. Uh, you might want to watch it for a very important reason. 
All of that after this. First, uh, the first portion of the Nestaway River Trail is now open. This is from the port entrance right outside of the Forks there. And as the weather continues to remain cold, more and more of it will be opening soon. They're encouraging walkers, cross-country skiers, and winter cyclists to join the skaters on the ice this year. The Conjuring universe may be nearing its end. And I'm 72 years old. What do you make of that voice? Sounds confused. Is he senile? The voice on this tape is coming from an 11-year-old girl. According to James Wan, the man behind our terror, the fourth installation, which is currently in the works, will be wrapping up the story of Ed and Lorraine Warren. Uh, while we don't have any details about The Conjuring 4, The Nun 2 is slated for theatrical release on September 8th. New Year, old home. Uh, so Britney Spears, when she exited her conservatorship, she bought this massive $11 million home. But she reportedly just hasn't fallen in love with it. She doesn't feel at home in her new home, and she's now selling it to move back into her old Thousand Oaks mansion. It's unclear if she'll be moving in permanently to her old mansion or if she's still going to be on the market for a new home once this one sells. Yeah, well, the new the new one didn't have padded walls. It didn't have bars on the windows. Yeah, I can imagine that wouldn't feel homely. That is true, though, honestly, because like she lived there for so long under her conservatorship. And the reason why she got rid of it was because she wanted to be out with that old life. But then she's also like, well, I'm comfortable there. That's my home. So I'm going back. So uh, who knows? All right. Winnipeg Jets were in action. Sure, it was Saturday night, but who cares? We're going to play it for you anyways. Uh, They were visiting the Edmonton Oilers. Jets get on the board first. And Connor Hellebuck absolutely stands on his head, frustrating Connor McDavid over and over and over as the Oilers just can't seem to solve Helly until they tie it up early in the third. Jets, though, with 13 to play in the third, look to retain their lead. Kept in by Neil Pion. He advances the puck. It's Dubois now. From there, Eichel to Pion. The wrist shot, and it's in the net! The go-ahead goal off the point shot from Neil Pion. And Kyle Connor tips it home. It's 2-1 for the Jets. That would be the game winner and the final score as the Jets beat the Oilers 2-1 in downtown Dedmonton. It's game day for the Winnipeg Jets as the Calgary Flames are in town. Both teams riding two-game winning streak. 7 o'clock puck drop tonight from Canada Life Centre. Three other games in the Chell last night. Bruins edged the Penguins 2-1. Golden Knights paid out 3-2. Blackjack with a win over the Avalanche. And the Flyers are on a three-game winning streak with a win over the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim 4-1. Yeah, I'll say that again. The Flyers are on a three-game winning streak. They beat the Mighty Ducks 4-1. I say Mighty Ducks? They haven't called yeah. them Mighty Ducks <laughs> You sure did. Years. <laughs> I keep seeing it scroll across my thumbnail when I'm watching Disney+. Plus. I'm like, nope, 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 even though I do kind of want to go back and watch Emilio Estevez. Manitoba Moose lost two games over the weekend, Friday night 4-2 and 5-2 Saturday to the Abbotsford Canucks. They'll play in Laval on Wednesday. Winnipeg Ice beat the Saskatoon Blades twice over the weekend, 2-0 Friday and 2-1 in overtime on Saturday. Okay, this is what y'all been waiting for. World Junior... Well, a lot of you. World Junior Hockey Championships from Halifax, Nova Scotia. Team Canada playing Team Slovakia in the quarterfinals. Losers out, winner keeps going. Connor Bedard, not only is he looking to put the country on his back, he's looking to make history last night. He had two records that he could beat with one goal. Have a listen to this. Stolen by Stankover. Here he comes, 
shot. He moves by Everly for goals and Lynn draws for points all time for Canada. So with that goal, he surpasses Jordan Everly for the most amount of goals at the World Junior Hockey Championships uh, tournament. Uh, so he has the most goals for Canada and in the entire tournament. Wow. And then he passed Eric Lindros for all-time points in a tournament. And the kid's 17 years old. Wow. He's an absolute phenom. He's going to go first overall to who, though? We don't know yet, but whoever. There's going to be teams that are going to try and tank so they can improve their chances of getting that number one pick. Man, oh, man, whoever gets this player, you can build a hockey team around this guy. This is a generational player. Canada goes up 2-0 on the power play in the second period, and things are on the up and up for Team Canada. Bedard picked up an assist on the 2-0 goal. The Slovaks would get one back seven minutes into the second to make it a one-goal game before Canada responded really quickly. Slovaks chip away and manage to get within one before the end of the second. Third period now. Canada Canada looking to hold off the Slovaks with a 3-2 lead. Tired Canadians on the ice. Nishar throws it back in front. They score! Okay, all right. What so we got a tie there? hockey game. We got, we got a hot tie. Well, because it's a lot easier to hear the players when the crowd isn't cheering because it's in Halifax. Yeah, of course, yeah. they're cheering for the Canadians. So when the opposing team scores, you can hear everything. <laughs> I got to see a game there. Yeah, so 3-3. Three, three, uh, it's the Scotiabank Center in downtown Halifax. Uh, tied 3-3 three, three when the horn sounds. So because it's the quarterfinals, we don't end in a draw. We got to find a winner, and we're off to overtime. Frank Clark. Tied up, drops it back, he comes Bernard, and Bernard shoots, guy in the save, and Bernard holds the line, Bernard back with it, slides in again, Bernard walks right in, and back in the game, winner, sends Canada to the semis. Connor Bedard put, he says, hey Canada, see this, that's my back, jump on, <laughs> let's go, piggyback time. Puts the country on his back and wins it in overtime 4-3 over the Slovakians. The semi Good morning, Tommy. I know you're crying in your soup right now. It's okay. It's going to be all right. The semifinal set for tomorrow at 5.30 Central against the United States of America. Always a good battle between Canada and the U.S. Again, 5.30 Central tomorrow. Czechs and the Swiss will be in the other semifinals. Uh, just because we haven't talked about it in a little while, Wrexham AFC got a win yesterday. 2-1 win over Solihull Moors. They're currently sit second in the league, two points behind Knotts County with a game in hand. Next, we covered it last hour. If it showed up in your feed when you heard about the Monday Night Football getting postponed like eight minutes into the game, we're going to break that down. Like, literally, we're going to break it down like nobody else will. You're not going to hear CJOB break it down like this. You're not going to hear anyone else break it down like this. I went and did some really, really minute, detailed digging to find out exactly what happened last night in Monday Night Football. We'll do that at the 8.30 Sports. Oh, I wish I would have measured my kids' feet before uh, Christmas Day because uh, I was like, oh, I'm going to take the kids out skating. This is going to be awesome. And so we hadn't been skating in a few months. And so I said, okay, boys, grab your skates. And then they went to put their skates on. And my oldest boy goes, Dad, my foot doesn't fit into my skate. And then my youngest boy goes, neither does mine. And then I said, okay, switch. (laughs) And the younger one put it in his older brother's skate. And he's like, it's way too big. And I'm like, oh, we're stuck in the middle. And so they watched me skate for an hour and clapped. And then we went home. No, I didn't do that. That would have been terrible. 
but I wish I would have known that they needed new skates. So I'll be going to a uh, I'll be going to a swap pretty soon. To I, I said, hey, you want to get dad a present? Stop growing. Just stop. You're good. This is big enough. I like the size that you are. You don't have to grow anymore. Dad's very proud of you. You're good. <laughs> you 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 you've reached your limit. This this is okay. Stop eating. Ah. Uh. Skating. You know, it's funny what? you bring up skating. I've, I'm really trying to talk Steven into making a skating rink in the backyard. I want to oh, so bad. I'll be honest with you. My wife and I uh, did one in our backyard. Not only did we do a skating rink, we did a curling rink as well. Oh, and yes. it was shortly after we moved into our house in West St. Paul like a decade ago. And um, it was hilarious because the first winter there, we shared a backyard with like five other people. And we just thought the neighbors are going to think we're crazy. Like we're out there in the dark, stomping our feet down yeah. <laughs> in the snow in the yard and then taking a hose out and watering it down. They're probably thinking, I don't think they understand how winters work in Canada. They yeah. must think that we were, you know, from some tropical country or something. It's like, well, we'll just water the flowers the away with, yeah, with, yeah. with all the water. But man, did we ever have fun doing that? And it's a lot of maintenance. I'm not going to lie. It is a lot of maintenance. Like when it snows, you sit there and go, oh, the driveway and the rink. Okay, yeah. here we go. Uh, but worth it. So worth it. The only thing but that I you think... You got to get out and use it, though. You got to get out and use it. You well, right? Just... I, I don't know. The thing that's kind of... Because I the reason why, why I think it would be awesome to have one in our backyard is because, A, we have tons of friends that live within, a, you know, a few blocks or a few houses from us, so then everybody can use it. Um, and, B, uh, if you were listening last year, I tried to skate, and it was terrible. I don't know how to skate, and I really want to learn how to skate. But so Stephen is like, well, why would we go in through all the work of having a skating rink in the backyard when there's the community one at the end of the street? And I'm like, you don't understand. I'm too embarrassed. I don't oh, no. want no, people go to, to the see me. <laughs> go to the community rink. I just, maybe if I'll get one of how those. Far, how far, is it walkable? How far to walk? Oh, it's for sure. It's like within maybe seven minutes. Oh, my. Yeah, don't bother that. <laughs> there's no point. Go to the community center and just skate there. I just got to try. I just got to get out of my comfort zone. Give it a go. I need you to help me, Dave. You need to teach me how to skate. Tyler tried last year, but it ended up with just a lot of laughing at me and taking videos of me falling. Well, that's the blind leading the blind. <laughs> and I'm actually half blind. So, I mean, not you're going to do any better with me, but... Um, one thing about uh, about skates is you got to make sure. You, do you have figure skates or do you have hockey skates? I have hockey, hockey skates. Okay, that's because if it was figure skates, I'm like, no, nah, I, I no, I can't teach you that. Toe pick will just screw me. Yeah, over every fair. Time. Uh, coming up after eight o'clock, we'll have. Uh, I I dropped a um, conspiracy theory with Tyler while uh, while while you were away, and he absolutely loved it. We got a lot of people calling in about it. It was it was really cool. I've got a, a new one. Actually, two. I've got two that I managed to do some reading on over the holidays. So I'll give you your pick on which one. I, if we have enough time, I might even give you both. Okay. Because they're both incredible, like absolutely mind-blowing incredible. And we'll do that in the primetime hour of Wheeler in the Morning with Jasmine Lane and Tyler Carr. First, we do this. Wait. What? Wheeler in the Morning with Jasmine Lane and Tyler Carr. Wait, what? The rise and fall of Lamar Odom, who, what team, was he a Laker? He was a Laker. Um, And it was widely documented because he married Khloe Kardashian. They got married after a few months of dating. He went from, you know, pro basketball player to pro reality TV star, essentially. But... Years after they had kind of started to split up, or because their divorce was a mess, whatever. You can watch the Kardashians if you want to follow along. It's a lot. It's a lot. But he ended up being found unconscious at a brothel from experiencing an overdose, which left him having to relearn to walk and to talk. But there's a new tell-all. It premiered last night on Fox. 
And Odom now says, it's his first time ever really speaking out about this either. Um, he says that he never used drugs at that brothel and is accusing the owner, Dennis Hoff, of trying to kill him. Odom says he doesn't know how the drugs got into his system or why the owner would be after him, but he claims that he arrived at the brothel, had one drink, and then woke up three days later in the hospital and couldn't talk anymore. So he was at he was at the Bunny Ranch then. Yes, outside it's in Nevada, right? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, yeah, the Moonlight Bunny Ranch. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, has he got beef with this guy? Because no. I mean, the guy's the guy is a well-known pimp. Yeah, it, no, he doesn't at all. And that's the thing; it's interesting because he did his tell-all with uh, the main host of TMZ TV. I watched bits and pieces of it, uh, and. Even that guy, he's like, why would Dennis Hoff want to kill you? And Lamar Odom's like, I don't know. And it's like, well, he probably didn't try to kill you then. Like, why would anybody want to do that? And it's it's interesting, too, because could Odom... Been, could, it, could it have been somebody else at the brothel? That that's what I was thinking. spike his drink? Like, maybe one of the girls that he did wrong once upon a time when he was there? I mean, I did to put it all on Hoff. I know. I feel like that option is way more likely. And it's interesting, too, because Odom says, he's like, yeah, I've I've done a lot of drugs in my days. and But that night, I absolutely didn't. I had a single drink... And that was it for me. And then I had to relearn how to walk and whatever. I don't know. It's a conspiracy, I guess, that he thinks Dennis Hoff would be trying to off him. It doesn't. Haha, that's funny. Dennis Hoff trying to off him. It doesn't really make sense to me or to a lot of people on the Internet. But kind of curious to your thoughts if this is a story that you've been following along with over the last few years. I know the Kardashians made like 17 seasons out of it. So it's definitely topical. To me, that sounds pretty Lamar. Oh, dumb. (laughs) Let's do traffic. <laughs> All right, get your tinfoil hats on. Yeah, make sure they're on, strapped on tight, and put it put a toque over top too. I don't know what sound tinfoil makes, honestly. <laughs> I dropped a pretty good one on Tyler uh, last week, but I'm gonna play. Uh, I'm gonna tell you about this one. I've got two, two that I got really invested in over the holidays that I read up on. Now, do you want the scientific one or do you want the b- biblical one? I'll do biblical. Okay. So there's this river called the Euphrates River. Starts in Turkey, goes through Iraq and Iran, okay? Very, very, very important river. Uh, there's been a lot of controversy, a lot of fighting over this river because it's a major source for agriculture in, in all three of those countries. Turkey has been building dams so they can kind of dictate because it starts there to kind of dictate how much water is flowing. Uh, some, some of the countries feel like, hey, we're not getting enough, and so they started working in conjunction about where the dam should go and how it should be diverted and whatnot. And... It's starting to dry up. Now, hmm. whether that's because of the dams or not, there's a lot of speculation there. But the fact of the matter is this river is starting to dry up. We're seeing this happen in a, in a lot of places around the world where rivers are drying up. What's interesting is in Revelations. I mean, the Euphrates River is so old, it's, it's mentioned in the Bible. Like it's, it's been around forever, okay? In the Bible, in Revelations... It says that the Euphrates River will dry up at one point and that the four horsemen mm-hmm. of the apocalypse, they've been kept in essentially like prison under the banks of the Euphrates, somewhere along the Euphrates River. This sounds a lot like the plot of Godzilla. Continue. The Euphrates River is getting so low now that they're finding not only caves in the riverbanks, they're also finding things that kind of look like I don't want to say prison bars, but they're slats that were that were built to encase something or someone. And early explorations, they've heard they said the people that have gone close to there have said they have just heard the most awful shrieking noises. What? Yeah. Okay. What you can, the Euphrates you can actually, River? 
E-U-P-H-R-A-T-E-S. I'm looking. I'm okay. Okay. Interesting. Did you go to images? Yeah. Did you go to images? Um, uh, what about the word? Euphrates drying up caves would be your keywords. Interesting. Uh, I have questions. <clears throat> All right. Book of Revelations for one. Excellent read. Uh, number two. Oh, that's creepy. Okay, sorry. I don't like that. Okay, number two. Um, was this river at any point in time in biblical history ever once dry? Or has it always been full? You'd think it probably would have had to have been unless there was some supernatural forces that were able to build these things underwater or they right? had technology that we weren't familiar with. So you would think that either they were they were there beforehand or they were built during the time. But from what Revelation says, that's where the four horsemen of the apocalypse are being kept until the Euphrates River dries up. And guess what? It's drying up. Yeah. Oh, those cave. That's if you have an opportunity to Google right now, I encourage you to. It's very, very creepy. Hey, you know what? It's P-H-R-A-T-E-S. It's fascinating the things that get uncovered, though. Um, that uh, Ancient Apocalypse docuseries you and I Did were you watch both. watch that? Yeah, yeah. We, we both binged the crap out of it. And um, it, it's... I, I honestly have no words for so much of it. And there's so many things like this that there's there's all these stories about it in, in throughout history and in Bibles and various religions. Um, but there's so many things like this where scientists like refuse to even give it credit or acknowledge it or give an explanation. They just don't have one. Um, but something like this, truly, this looks like a man-made structure. A hundred percent it does. Like inside of the caves, at least. Um yeah. Well, you know what? At least if the four horsemen are coming and we die young, that's cool, I guess. Well, if you pair that with another um, proverb or prediction that was made in the book of Revelations that said that the Middle East, kind of anywhere from Egypt north, um, will be the richest part of the world before the end of the world. And you look at what the crown prince is doing with all these huge projects and whatnot. You just kind of start thinking, huh, maybe there's something to all that. Hmm. I don't know. You want to hear the other one? We got time for it. Yeah, I'm still shaketh over this one, but or shooketh over this one. But yes, let's go. Okay, so are you familiar with CERN, uh, C-E-R-N, and the Large Hadron Collider? No. Okay, so this is a project, massive, multi-billion dollar project that has been going on for the past 20, 30 years. It is a 30, eh, about 30 kilometer round donut that is underground on the French-Swiss border. What? Some major, major science has been going down in this laboratory for the past 20 years. This also sounds a lot like the plot of Godzilla. Continue. So the idea is because it's a 30-kilometer donut shape, it's like massive. Like I can't even begin to tell you how massive this thing is. Again, if you want to Google search C-E-R-N-L-H-C. Can you, um, just just to give me more of a visual here. So, um, there is this like a, an underground tunnel of sorts where there's like a no. business almost no, under no, it. No, or? no, no, no. It's not a tunnel. It's, it's it's a lab, and this this large donut that I'm talking about is all cables and wires okay. and steel, and it's a massive, massive project where they collide particles into each other, trying to work on the God particle, the Higgs boson, and then and, and the ion particles and dark energy and trying to recreate black holes and trying to figure out the Big Bang. Like, that's the kind of science they're doing down there. 
Whoa. Okay. This. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like big time, big, big, big brain type stuff. Friend of mine actually once upon a time got a tour there, and they actually offered him a gig, but he said no. So I got to meet this thing friend. had been. Sh- this thing had been shut down for about three years uh, due to uh, maintenance, upgrades, that kind of stuff. So if you want to search LHC Cloud into Google, the day they turned it on, this is crazy. Follow me here. I, I, I hope I still have you. The day they turned it on about three weeks ago, these incredibly apocalyptic-looking clouds started showing up right above it. Okay, I'm sorry. How do I spell that? L-A what? Cloud? Uh, L-H-C, which is the Large Hadron Collider. L-H-C. And then just write clouds. I accidentally, <laughs> accidentally wrote lash cloud. And it ju- I just got a bunch of pictures of girls' eyelashes. So. Yeah, that'll, yeah, that's <laughs> not, not what we're looking for. So oh. L-H-C. So these, this massive, like, I, I couldn't... Uh, cyclone-looking cloud with nothing but lightning and everything shooting through it, like, directly above where this 30-kilometer Large Hadron Collider is located. So now, the working theory from the tinfoil hats and the conspiracy theorists is that when they flicked this thing back on, they opened up a portal. We have been transported to another dimension, the Earth, which is why the Mandela effect, more people have been experiencing that over the past little while, more so than ever. They lost me when the whole opening up of a portal thing. Yeah, sure, I can I can stand behind that. We don't know what's out there, but that you lost me at the being trans like put into another dimension thing. That's where. Well, how would we we wouldn't know if we were or not? I guess. Well, what's in, in this mind. dimension? What do they say? Well, keep well. It's probably a parallel dimension, very similar to ours. That's why we don't notice. But little things like if if, if you're not familiar with the Mandela effect, it gets its name. Because there are some people who have vivid memories, vivid memories of Nelson Mandela dying in prison. That he died in prison. But that's actually not what other people Mm -hmm. remember. And the majority of us remember that he was released from prison Mm -hmm. during apartheid and became the president and went on to lead a nation. But people are like, no, he died in prison. That never happened. So how can we have two things coexist at the same time? So I feel like that people, way about people who say that the Monopoly guy has a monocle. So, right, that's yeah. another one of the ones. The 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 Berenstein or Berenstein Bears. I mean, these yeah. are all very basic examples. But it's been my wife had one the other day. She said we were we were watching Christmas Vacation, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation over the holidays. The scene where Clark and cousin Eddie are going shopping. Cousin Eddie grabs a big thing of dog food and throws it on the shopping cart. It says Wall Dash Mart. She goes, when did Walmart ever had a dash between the wall and the mart? It's always just been Walmart. She doesn't remember there being a wall dash mart. Do you? No. Huh. So more and more people are experiencing the Mandela effect, and some are saying it's because the Large Hadron Collider was turned back on. And keep in mind, they're smashing particles at each other. Yeah, and could be creating okay. black holes and could be creating things, these things that we don't even understand yet. Uh, Are you with me? I'm with you. I'm with you. I love a good conspiracy theory. Plus, I mean, honestly, when it has to do with with science or religion or anything like that, regardless of what it is that you personally believe in, do we really know? Probably not. So, you know, these things, they sound crazy, but at the end of the day, 
they could be very real. We are seriously uh, this tiny little planet amidst uh, a vast spanse of nothing and blackness. So, ah. Got a couple of text messages, one rolling in from Kelly saying, Dave, can you please start a podcast on your conspiracy theories, please? Uh, there may or may not be an announcement coming up regarding a new podcast that I'm doing in the next couple of weeks. So I cannot confirm nor deny that it'll be solely about conspiracy theories, but news on that coming up in the next couple of weeks. And uh, an unknown name, anonymous, not the anonymous, but an anonymous <laughs> texter says, the four horsemen is a, is a symbolic for the state of the world. They aren't little horse riders. But what if they were? And they had looked like they were from Lord of the Rings where they had ghostly faces and nothing but a mask. I cannot handle the Witch King coming at me, man. I and can't. A flaming sword on a steed of skeleton. Uh-uh. Could you imagine? If an orc comes out of one of these things, that I'm done. Send your text messages into 204-452-1061. Curious to hear your thoughts. It's just all just crazy stuff. Uh, one more in from Samantha here. Uh, why is a bunch of people can remember a 90s movie Shazam with Sinbad, mm. but it didn't actually, ex- but no one can find their VHS? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It's true. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Weird stuff. Weird stuff. It's fun to Who's talk like- about. Absolutely. I love a good conversation on conspiracy theories. This is not a conspiracy. There's a lot of people making a lot of money on YouTube. We'll tell you who the top earners are coming up next year on Wheeler in the Morning. You're a YouTuber. I don't, even if you're not a YouTuber, you've probably watched something on YouTube before. It's just, it's one of those things that's hard to avoid. It's become a part of our culture. Some people will ingest all of their uh, viewing that way. Some people watch their news that way. Some people are cutting their cable and, and getting a lot of YouTube stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of money to be made. Now, keep in mind, the guys that started YouTube, they sold it for $100 million, and they were just the happiest guys in the world. But Google really saw, they're like, oh, this $100 million is a drop in the bucket compared to what we're going to make in the long term once we monetize this thing. So there's been a lot of people making a lot of money for a long time. Now, it's funny because if you look at the most subscribed channels, they're not necessarily the ones that are making the most money. Which is okay? interesting. Now, now I'm going I'm to break this down for you. So Mr. Beast, most subscribed to in the world, he's also the one that makes the most money. Mm-hmm. Totally makes sense, right? Yeah. But when it comes to who makes the most money, uh, you'd be surprised to hear that although he is ranked second in when it comes to subscribers, PewDiePie is number nine on the list of all time or of, of current earners. Now, how much are they making? How much do you think Mr. Beast makes? A couple, I would guess like a couple hundred million. So he's got 124 million subscribers. His estimated monthly earnings, estimated, and this is a, I know it's a wide gap, but anywhere between half a million to 6.6 million. And again, that that kind of fluctuates back and forth depending on how much content he's putting out. As far as his estimated yearly earnings, anywhere from five million to eighty million dollars a year. What? He turned down. Get this. He actually talked about this in an interview. He was offered one billion dollars for his YouTube channel mm-hmm. and an Associated Companies last year, and he said, ah, "I'm good." Well, I mean, come on. When you have money like that coming in. You can easily make that on your own in a few years. Sure, but we've seen how quickly things can go sour, right? That's I mean, fair. one one bad piece of press and uh, it can all go away. We can, Kanye lost billions overnight. Elon Musk has lost billions overnight. So, I mean, if someone steps up and offers you a billion dollars, to say no to that? <laughs> no, no, probably not. Well, and two, it's Mr. Beast. And it's not like they're buying the rights to him. So, in theory... No, but I mean... But you, what you're buying is 124 million subscribers. Yeah, that's you're, fair. You're buying access. One thing I found interesting. Now, the top 10, out of the top 10 subscribers, 
Nine out of ten of them are in English. And then coming in at number ten is a Spanish channel, which is for video gaming. Between ten and fifteen, three, uh, two are Spanish, two are Portuguese, one is Russian. So you hmm. really start seeing a lot more Spanish, Portuguese, Hindi, Arabic, Hindi moving down the list in the top 30 as far as subscribers go. Now, going back to top earners, <laughs> you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Baby Shark. Oh, stop. Is that still a thing? Six, well, their channel has 63.8 million subscribers. They're still putting out content, and they earn anywhere between $200,000 to $3 million per month. Yeah, you know what? Take that, Steven Spielberg, for what you did to sharks. Uh, a couple of these I don't recognize. I don't follow them. Uh, Coco Melon Nursery Rhymes, 150 million subscribers. They earn anywhere between half a half a million to 10 million monthly. T Series, don't know that one. Uh, Vlad and Nikki, I think that's the uh, the couple that um, I see them on trending. I'd have never watched them. They make close to five million dollars a month on the high end. Uh, like Nastia, not familiar with yeah, that I one. Z that Music is. Company, Set India, Felix and Ulf Kilberg, who is PewDiePie at number nine. And then Five Minute Crafts came in at number ten. Oh, I watched. million. I watched that, watch that a lot. I watched that okay. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> now, one thing that also surprised me about the subscribers is I'm going to run down a few of them here. So you got Mr. Beast, PewDiePie, Justin Bieber, Marshmallow, Eminem, Music, Ed Sheeran, Ariana Grande, Taylor Swift are all in the top ten. But because they're not putting out constant content, oh. it's when they put out those big pieces of music video, people want to be subscribed to it. So that's why they're not making as much because they're not putting out daily or weekly or bi-weekly content for the channel you know what's crazy though even for celebrities like if they were to even just do a, a vlog a weekly vlog the money they could make off of that would just be insane and the connection with fans and everything i mm-hmm. this is the first time that i've ever realized that celebrities could also be using this as a pl- i didn't even realize like duh of course they make money when they post a new youtube video or something but i never even put two and two together before well, listen, as long as you don't have, uh, you know, stars in your eyes thinking that you're going to make upwards of $5 million a month, there are creators out there that aren't even anywhere on the spectrum of being in the top 1,000 followers. But if you can get solid viewership mm-hmm. and then get sponsorship, you can make yourself a healthy little living. Now, I found it interesting once upon a time, I was talking to a friend of mine who's a grade school teacher. He goes, remember when we were kids and the teacher would say, I want you to draw a picture of what you want to be when you grow up. And our generation would draw firefighters and policemen and astronauts and teachers and whatnot. Now, when you ask that question, they all draw the YouTube logo. They all want to be YouTube stars. It's true. They all want to be YouTube stars or TikTok stars or whatever it may be. And I'm not saying it's not impossible, but those content creators, that takes a lot of work. Yeah, totally. It's a saturated market, but it's possible. Yeah, very saturated. Uh, a lot of people had their eyes on Monday Night Football last night. And some really sad news to share with you coming up here uh, right after Jasmine Lane does her news feed. And then we'll get into a huge story that could potentially rock the mixed martial arts community. We'll get to all of that before we hit 9 o'clock. Stick around. This is the news feed. Wheeler in the morning with Jasmine Lane and Tyler Carr. Marvel's Hawkeye faced a major injury that could happen to any one of us if we aren't careful. And uh, why most of us are officially over Meghan and Prince Harry. First, though, the Freedom Convoy, which has now been retitled the Canada Unity Official Freedom Convoy 2.0. That was supposed to take place right here in Winnipeg next month from the 17th to 20th. Well, it's now been canceled, according to its founder, James Bowder. Is that how you pronounce that? James Bowder? Bowder? Sure. Okay. Unspecified security risks and personal attacks are the reason that he's pulling the plug. He's also concerned that himself, as well as their supporters, could be charged under Ontario's new Bill 100 and has decided that it just isn't worth the risk to continue pushing this movement right now. 
Superhero on TV, Jeremy Renner faced a terrifying incident with a snowplow. He suffered major industries and needed to be air in he suffered major injuries and needed to be airlifted out of the area. More details have emerged and while they were plowing access to his home, there was a huge storm near Tahoe and the machine ran over one of his legs. He is in critical but stable condition and according to sources has received numerous injuries all over his body from the incident. Yeah, he lost a lot of blood. Uh, luckily, uh, Thor and Iron Man were there, and Iron Man said, "Okay, Legolas, hop on," and they transported him to the hospital. <laughs> Having a docu-series airing their dirty laundry with the royal family seems to have not worked out in Harry or Meghan's favor, with Meghan Markle being compared to Donald Trump. And now Harry says he wants to try and mend the family rift, though in a recent interview promoting his upcoming memoir, he admitted that King Charles and Prince William have made zero effort in reconciling. They've shown absolutely no willingness to reconcile. I would like to get my father back. I would like to have my brother back. He says they made the decision to put the royal family on blast through Netflix because it would have ended up leaking at some point anyway. Oh, not good news for the uh, UFC. Now, the president, Dana White. UFC fighters have always found themselves in trouble here and there. And listen, you're dealing with a very high testosterone, very alpha male sport. So you can imagine that they're going to get into situations outside of the ring where they either get into a fight or there's drugs or whatever that maybe we've seen. A lot of them over the years, but uh, one, McGregor. yeah, well, yeah. And, um, John bones, Jones getting into a car accident, running back to the car and then grabbing all the cocaine before he fled the scene again. <laughs> it was just things like that. Dana white though, has seemed to be kind of the consistent property. He's uh he's a no BS kind of guy. He says it like it is. Doesn't mind telling people where to go if he doesn't like the cut of their jib. But he was in Cabo St. Lucas uh, over the weekend for New Year's Eve, and he was there with his wife. And, of course, when a high-profile uh, celebrity like that is in the house, there's going to be people who are flashing their cell phones, trying to catch a video, even though he was up at a VIP um, balcony at this club that they were at. And he caught, they caught him doing some really not nice stuff. Him and his wife got into a bit of an altercation. Uh, it shows them chatting a little bit. And then you see a video of her kind of like uh, elbows on the table, face in her hands. And then he goes over and kind of puts his hand on her arm. And she comes right out and she slaps him across the face. And then he slaps her across the face. And then she goes at him and it looked like he pushes her down. And then people intervene and jump in. And that's not really good because that hit TMZ. And he went to TMZ to do an interview with them and was very apologetic and had this to say. I'm in, I'm in Cabo, Mexico, uh, you know, for the holidays with my family. And... My wife and I were out Saturday night on New Year's Eve, and, you know, unfortunately, that's what happened. I'm I'm one of the guys, you know, you've heard me say for years, there's never, ever an excuse for a guy to put his hands on a woman. And now here I am on, on TMZ talking about it. But my wife and I have been married for almost 30 years. We've known each other since we were 12 years old. We've obviously been through some shit together, and... uh We've got three kids, and, you know, this is one of those situations that's, you know, horrible. I'm embarrassed, but it's also one of those situations that is, uh, you know, right now we're more concerned about our kids. You know, we we have three kids, and, uh, you know, obviously since the video popped up, we've shown the kids the video, and, 
you know, we're, we're more focused on our family right now. People are going to have opinions uh, on this, and, and, and most of the people's opinions would be right, and especially in, in my case. Uh, you, you, don't, you don't put your hands on a woman ever. Uh, my wife and I obviously love each other. We've been together for a very long time. We've known each other since we were very little, and this is just one of those unfortunate situations. Now, in any other industry, it'd be like, okay, I'm stepping down, or you you are purposely stepped down. Um, but in an industry like this, I I, I have a sneaking suspicion that this is just going to kind of go away by the wayside. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I have a few thoughts upon hearing that clip. Number one, um, I I will say that I commend him for going directly to the source to give a statement about it. That's nice. Oftentimes when stuff like this happens with celebrities, you'll have their lawyer speaking on their behalf or they just remain silent on it. So the fact that he actually put his voice to it is good. Um, I don't know how I feel about them showing their kids the video. I mean, it's they're probably going to see it anyway. But I, well, yeah. So so why why not have it come from the source? Yeah, saying, Listen, that's this fair. happened between mom and dad. We'd rather hear it. Do you hear it from us than see it anywhere else first. Yeah. So I, I, I can appreciate that. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I just highly doubt that this is the first time that this has ever happened. And it oh, came I, I, out. I, I, w- I wouldn't want to speculate on that. I really wouldn't, wouldn't, would not want to speculate on that at all. I don't think that's fair, <sighs> but I, I, I think that it's uh it's an unfortunate situation for, for everyone involved. I'm just really curious to see how the UFC handles this because he's the boss. He's everything. Right. Yeah. He's the face of the company. I, I honestly I think you're completely right. I think it's just he has made a, a statement about it now and it's just going to be swept underneath. Like Dana White is such a powerful man. Uh, I I I I do give give him credit for for getting ahead of it. Yeah, I, I that's why I, absolutely I commend him for that for sure and for putting his voice to it. I think that's great. Um I feel sad. I feel sad because stuff like this has happened with so many fighters. There's been some absolute tragedies with fighters and their spouses or people in bars or whatever that have occurred. And Dana White's always been the guy like kind of giving them crap for what they did and saying how much he doesn't condone it and all that stuff. And it was like a really good face for a sport that uh, is violent and, and by nature and it's criticized a lot due to that. And so now that he has that, it's just one of those things that the public isn't going to forget. Right. And so uh, I don't know. In an industry like this, I mean, where, where a lot of slaps and punches are thrown, I think this one will be forgotten fairly soon. But I'm just curious to know how Dana White navigates this over the next couple of weeks and how the USC handles it. I'm, Curious to see. And also curious to hear your thoughts. You can send in a text to 204-452-1061 or you can call the loud line 204-478-8040. Wheeler in the Morning with Jasmine Lane and Tyler Carr is an Evanoff Communications production. Any reproduction of this show without written consent is strictly prohibited. Wheeler in the Morning is produced by Tyler Carr and executive produced by Adam West. Wheeler in the Morning is broadcasting on Treaty 1 land, traditional territory of the Anishinaabe, Cree, Oji Cree, Dakota, and Denny peoples. And on the homeland of the Métis Nation.